So, in, in the Tani class that we're doing now, this, these couple of weeks, which actually we, we will, in this period after Pesach, we only have three classes. We had one two weeks ago, we'll have one today, and the final one next week. So, yeah, that's a, a challenge to teach a topic in three classes, but still, we're going to take up, we'll take up this challenge. And um, the, the theme that I've chosen to learn with you over the three classes is the main tool that the Tanya develops at length that is necessary for every single person if he wants to attain this level of being an intermediate person, meaning a Bainini, someone who will be able to control himself at least in his actions and speech and even thoughts, and while doing so, constantly bettering himself. Michael al-Choyl, which is the whole chapter 16, that talks about if you did it a hundred times, do it a hundred and one times, always going more, because, and we, that was the topic of our last class, fear is only putting walls up. Love is conquering, going forwards. And I explained to you last class that fear in itself will not be sufficient in the long run. Because the, the resistance and the struggle will eventually wear out the, the defenses. Maybe not completely, but still. Okay, I'm not going to do the whole class again. Last class, I, I learned with you the Tanya of the 15th chapter, 14 and 15th chapter, and in a nutshell, what he explains over there is the importance of Ahavat Hashem. You need to have a love of Hashem. Now we have to be very clear with those words. Because love is the word that is the most used and abused in our language. What does love actually mean? So we're going to take it in a very simple sense. Very, very simply. Love means the desire to be close or to be with. Okay? Is that, is that a definition that can be sufficient for you? Love means, what does it mean to love someone? To desire to be close or to be with? Close, with. I think. Is it okay? What is love? Okay, so I have a feeling of love, but what, how does it express itself? Not talking about an abstract concept of love. Talking actually, what happens if I love something? Well, if I love something, or if I love someone, well, so I want to be close to that person. I want to be with that person. That's what love does. It's the only thing, actually, that love does. I can do things out of love, but that's the secondary effects. But what is love itself? Is to be close, to be with. That is what love is. So when we say the love of Hashem, it's important in our head to, to translate it correctly, meaning to, uh, to not to translate it, to hear it correctly. Developing a love of Hashem means developing in one's own heart a, gen- a genuine desire to be close to Hashem and to be with Hashem. I want this. And you see, here's the tricky part. Is because sometimes, especially we talk to people who have already a religious background, when you use the word love of Hashem, they hear it as a mitzvah. 
But if you do Ahavas Hashem as a mitzvah, then you don't have Ahavas Hashem. You could, but the whole point of Ahava is that you desire. Hence the question of Chassidus, so why does the Torah say for Ahavta as Hashem Aleikecha? Yeah, so why? If, and, and, and so Chassidus puts it in other words as how can you give an order to emotions? Which is, which is actually the first question. But let's even say that I could overcome that hurdle and I could order emotions, and then I would have a second question. What would be the point? Isn't love a desire too? So if I don't desire, all this reason is because I'm being told to desire, so I don't desire. So what does Chassidus explain? The order is not on the desire, the order is on the meditation, on the learning, on the understanding. And once you learn, you'll meditate, you'll appreciate, it will bring forth the desire, the feeling. So meaning, bring yourself to a position through in which you will have that love of Hashem. Again, having love of Hashem means to want to be close to Hashem. And then want to, what do I do when I want to be close to Hashem? Well, I get close to Him. How can I get close to Him? By learning His wisdom, a.k.a. Torah. Or by doing His wishes, a.k.a. mitzvahs. Yeah? How do I become close to someone? Well, by knowing everything about the person, right? By being careful about that person's emotion. Just think about it. The more you think about it, and the most simple terms, the most those words will become emes in Avodah Hashem and not stay some kind of abstract terms. Sound familiar? Meaning, uh, have Ahavat Hashem. Translate, meaning, have a real personal desire to be close to Hashem. And, and from that desire, go and learn Torah. You see how the learning Torah will become the natural consequence. And that would, that's what it means to learn Torah with Avas Hashem. Well, and sometimes when you don't understand that, people that think that Torah and Avas Hashem are two things, two groceries that you can find in the store. Okay? Oh, that Torah, one second. Where can I find? Oh, Avas Hashem, here, let's, let me buy. No, the contrary. Avas Hashem is the reason why you went into the grocery store. You went into the grocery store with Avas Hashem. I say, how can I buy parts of proximity? Oh, here is Torah. Here is a Mimer. Here is a Chomesh. Here is a Mitzvah. Here is a here is Simcha. How, what can I do? Huh? Where you have to get the Torah to learn how to love Hashem. True, true. So what, like, what motivates you to do that? Like, what uh, Kabbalah Sot, chapter 41. It has to say Kabbalah Sot. The kickoff will have to be Kabbalah Sot. Meaning, accepting Hashem's authority. Hashem's. Uh, now, okay, so that is a kind of summary of what we did already last class with a already link with what we're going to do this class. So, once you understand the importance of having love of Hashem, because it's only love of Hashem that is going to keep a very intense this commitment. 
to always stay close to Hashem and even more and more so that's what love does love doesn't suffice itself because it creates hunger actually then now we have to explain okay I want that I want that love I want to feel the desire to be close with Hashem. My avodas Hashem would be so much more interesting. If I have this avat Hashem, if I have this love of Hashem inside me, oh wow, okay. That would be a very big help. It would be a help with my Yetzirah. It would be help with so many things. Because again, if you go in, I remember this in the last class, I said this already, but if you think about a relationship, so the more you're invested in a relationship and committed to it and desiring it, the easier it is to push off any kind of temptation of something that is going to take you off track. I'm not, not interested. Yeah? Why? Because I'm invested. The more I'm invested, the less I can be tempted. I'm interested. But if I'm not invested, I'm just committed ah, not the same thing See, invested emotionally or committed committed sounds like obligation I'm committed to this relationship you committed to this relationship or you're invested in this relationship same same nope not really committed means you remember what it says in the Ksoba you remember what it says in Alocha and you're committed Kabbalah said invested means you're invested in it. It's something to do with that. So you see, a person says, I, I want Avas Hashem. Sure. First, you have to take the commitments. Kabbalah soil. But I don't want to stay stuck with the commitment part of it. I want Avas Hashem. So if the person comes to the Alter Rebbe knocking on the door, he says, wow, great explanation on the importance of Avas Hashem. I want that. How do I get that? Says the Alter Rebbe, how much time do you have? That's the altar of his answer. How much time do you have? And the time is not the time of now him explaining it to you. The time is how much time do you have in your Avodah Hashem. And it also means how much capacities do you have. And the capacities can be either intellectual capacities or soul capacities. Yeah, yeah. I know. True. We are all equals in the eyes of Hashem. But some are more equal than others. What does it mean? Meaning, yes, yes, there are great neshamas. There are such a thing as greater souls. So Dr. Rebbe says, how much time do you have? It also means, how much do you have? How much do you weigh? How much do you own? Because you want to have Abbas Hashem? I have all kinds of models. can get you all kinds of Abbas Hashem. I can give you deluxe, deluxe model. If you have what it takes to pay for that one. Well, because you also have a very. But all my models work. Some are more basic and some are more developed. So, the more developed models, I want to start with those. The more developed models are going to be the ones that are all going to result from a meditation. of the greatness of Hashem. How does that work? Well, the natural way of a, any human being in any kind of things, a person always wants to go higher and better. That's the nature of a human being. 
is the only reason why we have spatial exploration. Spatial exploration started way before climate warnings, which today is explained as if we're trying to find an alternative. Spatial exploration started as, as, as old as humanity was spatial exploration. There's a Toysus in Gavar that says that the Tower of Babel was, a, was a already a spatial exploration. Actually, they wanted to get to, to touch the moon. Like they were building a spaceship. Yeah, okay. Obviously, they didn't follow all the classes about atmosphere, etc. Uh, well, it's trial and error. <laughs> like, we have the classes because someone tried. Uh, so, now we know. If no one would have gotten burned, we wouldn't have known, right? How do we know there's an atmosphere that burned? Someone got burned? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, why did humans always look for spatial exploration? I think I already gave you once a reference. I'm pretty sure I gave it to you already. That if, if you want and you really want to be inspired, you just that part, you read about the justification of the lunar mission as explained by J.F. Kennedy in 1962 or 1963. Or 61, I don't know, early 60s. When he, like, it was a public broadcast, explained why do we want to go to the moon? Why do you want to go to the moon? And in a nutshell, what, do we say, what he's saying is it's not a question what do we have to do there or why do we need it? It is a quest of humanity to go beyond its own limits and borders. That's who we are. We're not cows that just need grass or other kind of animals that are very happy as long as they have whatever they need. No, we're more complex beings. And even if we figured everything out, well, we still want to know maybe there's something else yet that we haven't yet figured out. Which is, if you think about it, from a homo sapiens point of view, meaning an animal but intelligent, still not very logical because once you've got everything you need, just stop already, you're, you're hyperactive. Why? Why is, why is that? Like, let's see what's going on over there. Why do you care? You don't live there, you live here. Wow, imagine, get it? That's not, that's not something you find in dolphins or chimpanzees. Has nothing to do. You can have animals with a lot of intelligence, but the intelligence of animals are always related to their existence. Humans have this interesting thing of analyzing things that seem completely irrelevant to their existence. So yeah, but you never know. Maybe. Yeah, but like, yeah. So it's very interesting. Now, why am I talking about this? Because this is this is the intelligence that Hashem put in humans. Says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu put in humans intelligence, and Chazal say that what is that? This intelligence is the is the divine soul. The, the intelligence in general is the divine soul. Now you say, well, not only humans have intelligence, animals also have intelligence, and the difference is there's two kinds of intelligence. There is functional intelligence. Okay, animals have that. Plants have that actually. That's functional intelligence. And then there is wisdom intelligence. Knowing, knowledge. 
has nothing to do with functional. No, no, no. Functional, I'm okay. I'm all set. But I still want to learn. What? Because I want to learn. I want to know. That is the divine part of wisdom that is within humans. Now, Can you give an example of that wisdom? I don't know what it means. Spatial exploration. Why did humans want to go to the moon? Because I want to, I want to know that I can know more than what I know. Exactly. Get it? Why not though? Meaning, if there is something to know, I want to know it. And I want, and I'm first and foremost want to know that I'm able to know more than I know. That's what he said over there. It's a proof that, like, of yes, we can, but in a different generation. Okay. It's a proof that we can go beyond the limits of our planet. Uh, it's an actually very interesting um, what I find interesting in it is this this obvious statement that a human being knows that it's supposed to be much more now by this is first and foremost true when you have a neshama because a neshama since it's a divine spark within you so that quest only becomes so much stronger there was an interesting there was an interesting uh, once an interesting talk of the Lubavitcher Rebbe who said that it's not for nothing that a lot of social movements or political movements or philosophical or economic movements had Jews in their the leading in the leaders, among the leaders this is because it's the restlessness of a neshama basically Jews are troublemakers yeah, in, in a way, in a sense. Why? Because you just can't sit still. Because it's like this, blub, 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 it's like it's boiling. So not everyone has an access to, to religion and not oh, everyone understands where it's coming from. But the rest of this is there. You don't have to go into stereotypes of like the, the neurotic, neurotic is it? Like full of those neurotic New Yorker or something like that. A Jewish New Yorker. Even without that, just let's just get. The neurosis does not just confine itself within New York. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But they, 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 but they make a good job of representing the the metal. I once had this. Uh, I, I think I, 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 it's it's an anecdote. I think one of the cutest things that I once heard is very good. It was when they were still answering machines. This answering machine. They were like, you have reached the house of so-and-so. We're currently not here at the moment. Well, of, well, I'm here now because I'm recording this message. What I mean to say is when you're going to be calling, I will not... Okay, it could be that I just got back from the grocery, so I can't pick up the phone. But what I mean to say is like, you get it? It's like, okay, sh- just go beep. Okay, sh- I get it. I get it. And that's the kind of person who's like completely nervous. He says, how can I say I'm not here? Well, so who, who's talking? Okay, so... It's the restlessness. Now, the Alter Rebbe doesn't say this is in Tanya. No, this is not in Tanya. What is in Tanya, though, is that how can you come to the love of Hashem by meditating on Hashem's greatness? Now, how is that going to give me love of Hashem? I'm going to meditate. Hashem's great. Yeah, well, that's great. No, why should that give me love of Hashem? Says the Alter Rebbe, because meditating on the greatness of Hashem will provoke a desire to attain 
and to, to not to attain, to, to get close to that greatness. That's why I started this whole introduction about that especially as a yid with a neshama, we want to get to greatness. That is a built-in feature. A person wants to go higher to the limits of what it ha- he has or she has. So meditate on the greatness of Hashem. When you will meditate on the greatness of Hashem, you will want to become closer with Him. Remind me, please, what term can we use for wanting to be closer to Hashem? Hashem. Get it? It's important for me to get this across. Wanting to be closer. That's Avas Hashem. Wanting to be closer. If you understand, but now... So he expands on it in this chapter 16 and 17 and 18 and this chapter 43. Expands on different kinds. You write this down. 16, chapter 16, 17, 8. Yeah, 18 he goes into Avanisteris. Okay, I won't go there. 16, 17 definitely and then again chapter f- uh, uh, 43 and then it, it's, it's mentioned here and there again. This is what it's called Ahava, a love that comes through his bonanot, through meditation. Meditation of what? Of the greatness of Hashem. And then within that, there's a different, different approaches. What do you meditate? How great Hashem is in this world or how great Hashem is in, in essence. See the difference? The greatness of Hashem as it, as it, it is seen through creation, even through the chain of creation of the spiritual worlds, or how great Hashem is in His essence. For those of you who are more familiar with terms, His bonus Do you think about Hashem's greatness as He is within the chain of creation? Or do you think about Hashem's greatness in essence? One will be called one kind of love, will give a love of what is called Ahavat Olam, a love of finding Hashem in the world. And it will be more a, a more softer love, kind of more water, because I see Hashem is great. I want to be closer to Him, but He is all around me. And Ahavarabah, the greater love that will that is going to come from an understanding of the absolute greatness of Hashem in His essence, is going to make us realize the nothingness of our existence. The absolute objective value of zero of our existence. That is going to give love of fire. Why? Because you want to burn reality that imprisons you. It's two kinds of loves. But, but now, the premises of those kinds of love is that you have enough... To you have, like I said before, about the models. Do you have enough money? What do you mean by that? Or you need the intellectual capacities, and you also need the spiritual capacities. How much can you understand yourself, capacities, and how much is how how much are you allowed to understand? Yeah, no, 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 that's the marshal of the models. Algebra says, says, I want to buy Avas Hashem. Algebra says, I have all kinds of models. 
How much do you want to put? How much money do you have? Uh, I, like, I have the top, top model. Or the top, oh, you want the top, top model? Top, top model is Avarabba. Yeah, I push you, you go. You become a torch. You become a torch of passion and light. Like, Not just as a high, like a real estate. You completely... Can we all reach that level? Nope. Can anyone? Yep. Only those special Well, yeah, that's why if I continue with the example of money, in most cases you have to be born rich. You yeah. can't acquire that wealth. There is a lottery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lottery. Okay. Lottery? Yeah, so to speak. No, I know, but so to speak lottery? Yeah, meaning like as in sometimes, exclusive. although the person wasn't born rich and his family wasn't rich, suddenly he got into money. No just, just no, no. By Hashem, it's not a random lottery. Oh, okay. But in, 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 let's say, in probability, from a probability perspective, it's like lottery. Okay. One out of huh? no, but in the same, in the same way that the person who won the lottery did nothing. No, 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 no. That's what I say. From Hashem's perspective, it's not random. It's not Hashem said, "I'm going to throw it there. We'll see where it lands." Okay, no. Right, but, but from our from our thing, we don't always see, and we and, and we can become this level of a tzaddik. Now, you said not everybody can meditate all day. I'll say it differently. The I was co- confusing. I was confusing what you're saying. I didn't realize it was a muscle. No, 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 it's okay. It's not Med- when you say you can't meditate all day. That's not a muscle. No, I know. I'm saying, never mind. I, I said, I but I want to rephrase what you said. It's not only a question about you can. Not everyone can meditate all day. It's not a question of time. Not everyone can meditate. What do you mean? Meditating meaning to be able to kind of put yourself, so to speak, in a secondary state of introspection. Not so easy in a very, very visual generation where there's always outside um, stimuli, right? This idea of introspection, like, Shut out, shut, shut everything out and go inwards. Well, not sure ev- anyone even knows how to start this. It's not, e- but that can be something that can be acquired. You say, okay, well, you didn't know, always know how to walk either. You learned how to walk. This I say, yeah, I wouldn't say a person cannot, cannot meditate. I mean, unless it's like a real, real, real mental handicap like a person not being able to walk. In most instances, it's just that the person never learned to do it. Has to be coached a little bit to it. But even then, it could be that a person's meditation, it's as if he's like, I don't know, yeah, horsepower? Okay, I can imagine horsepower in the brain. Horsepower in the brain is not the question of quantitative knowledge, is to thrive. Meaning, it could be that you meditate, meaning you have an introspection, but this meditation doesn't have this kind of a thrive, this punch, that it like punches through all the way to the heart. It fills up your knowledge. It doesn't give birth to emotion. In language of Hasidus, you're lacking on das. Don't bash yourself, it's not your fault. No. Who can't get 
Not necessarily. Are we working towards having something that Not we can't necessarily. Have, but you can diminish your You can diminish your dose, but you could be that you have like a horsepower. Get it? It's like I, I learn how to meditate, I learn to introspect. I understood all I did. My mind is filled up with it, but it's it's like it's like not pushing through all the way to my heart. There is, if, you, if I hear what the Alter Rebbe says, they can be and build in maximum horsepower. You can't overexceed. Actually, well, you test me trying as always, but it's just, then it's a kind of, you ask for Hashem to take you higher. But I'm talking about in a given moment, what can I do? It can be in a given moment, you can't do anything. Could be that Hashem is going to change the settings. So again, so that's not you. So, to be more precise, that's Bino. I thought Bino was just Bino to explain the Torah. Like Bino is the practical application. Bino has two sides. Bino has the development, that's intellectually. But the, the end of the process of the development is the action that, that comes out of it. Meaning, I understand it fully, and the full understanding is the 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 doing that comes out of it. That's fully understanding. You can fully understand something and not do it. It's true. That's so that you don't have shleima sabino. There's noon sharebino. Not everybody gets to noon. You get to man in the middle of Sfirah Soimer, like forty-nine gate and then the fiftieth gate. You didn't get to all the gates. So what is das? I know it can be used in different in different ways, but in Hasidic precise definition Bina is the full understanding that automatically results into action because the fullest understanding will if you fully understood it then it will automatically trigger the, the action that's how Chassidus explains it Das is when it triggers emotion meaning Das is when it actually uh, it, you become so you are so, you, you analyze it and meditate it. And you, you're like connected with it so profoundly that it it like became one with you. The proof of it is it gave birth to emotions. You like connected with the idea on an emotional level. That's that's like higher because you have intellectual emotion. I'm not talking about that one. Intellectual emotion is like. That's such an awesome idea. That's an intellectual emotion. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about emotion, emotion. So, the tr- truth be told, we are not familiar with giving birth to emotions. We're not that familiar. We're more. We're functioning with impulsive emotions. Or redirecting existence emotions into valid or not valid ones, into right or wrong ones, etc., etc. But this process of actually giving birth to an emotion. So that's das. That's real profound. That is why the word das is what the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya. The word das, which means, in English, how is it translated? Knowledge, yeah. Very bad translation. We were learning that you can't actually translate. Huh? 
We learned that you can't translate. Maybe them. connection, intellectual connection. I would prefer that already. Because. Because it's just connection was like a spark. You make a connection. Ah. Yeah. Push it out of yourself. Okay, but then it would. You have to find a definition that is that is clear enough that you can both say the verse that veyodato that you will know ki Hashem Elohim va'shevoyz alvecha and thus it will go into your heart. So you you can say so veyodato you will know okay and ve'adam yoda is chava and Adam knew chava. What does that mean? Today, man that they had a physical relation, intimate relationship. So how, so what kind of word can I use that is uh, encompassing. encompassing both? Kind of, kind of a neutral word, but it is, that it depends in the context. You see why I do like connecting? Because then, if you talk about knowledge, it's like person, yeah, if you talk about knowledge, a person, got infused by the knowledge. If you talk about two human beings and what they got infused, well, that means something else. Get it? But you, talk, you talk a word that, depending on the context, you, you can understand what it is talking about, but it's actually always, being, it's always saying the same thing. Like this inner, deep connection. So, but the Alter Rebbe explains, it's not just by accident that those two words, those two situations, physical relationship and a, a, a very profound knowledge are the same words, it's because they produce the same thing. Because just as a physical relationship produces or can produce a child, so too an intellectual infusion of a notion produces or can produce an emotion. That is why it's the same word. It's the same word, not because of it, because it's the, it has the same follow-up. It's two things that become one to the point that it, they bring forth a new thing that represents the becoming together of the two previous ones. So that's. So you understand now, if you need that. It says the Rebbe Bozegan, it's actually not game all the sense. We don't have that today. That's why you need these kashas. No, actually, okay. Uh, no, the Rebbe says, I don't have to say it in a low voice. This, there is a Hasidic discourse in which the Rebbe says that actually in our generation is not even a level that is attainable. Because the levels of the soul, the level of the souls of the last generations before the Geula are going to be very, very low souls. And the, the, it, that is also going to translate in the fact that even intellectually, this idea of connecting so profoundly to an idea to the point that it infuses into the heart and gives birth to a, a feeling. You see how much time I have to spend just to try and depict this imaginary situation? If we wouldn't be this generation, I wouldn't have to spend so much time on it. Because we're such a generation. Yeah. And I get, what do you mean giving birth? Well, how can I put it? Now, I'm not saying that I... That I'm just, but... You see the process, but still, it's not something that we experience a lot. We are more in mind-controlled emotions. That's, no, that's not the same thing. Or mind-educated emotions. Again, not the same thing. Meaning we have a basic set of emotions, and we use our mind to educate and to control them. Okay, yeah, good. That's, that's good too. Moach shalita lalev. 
But we're talking about a whole different ballgame. Not mind educated about controlling emotions, but mind creating emotions. So like it's talent versus training. Yeah, if you want. A mind creating an emotion. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's good. I'm going to use that again. No, it's like, I, it, you definitely would say, like, the difference between learning how to play music or be a, a no, a, 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 no, a composer. Bringing forth music. Learning to play music, you could say, well, as long as you have a little bit of a musical ear, yeah, you're not a complete whatever, you have a little bit of a musical ear, and you take some training, okay, please, piano. I'm not talking violin, okay, piano. Just put yourself to the task. There's no reason you shouldn't be able to do that, right or not? But to be a composer, can I tell the person, try to be a composer. Can you do that? Why not? <laughs> now, but what would you say if I say right. to you, before you ask me, if I tell you, try to be a composer, what do you feel is eluding you? Like, I'm not, like, applying, like, I'm not applying myself. Like, is it, I'm not talented, I don't, I don't have anything. Think more about it. Think the process, what would you, you what would you need? Yeah, How I can need, you like, apply power. yourself to something that you don't actually, you need some capability. You, have to, you would have to, like, I, the imagination of it. I'm not going to propose a reader. But if I would have to imagine it, I think the process would be like something. I would like deep, I would like dive inside me, find myself in some kind of representation, and then I would like let it out in music. You get it? And then suddenly it's a tune. I might not even be aware of the tune that I'm singing, which is actually true. It's just sings itself. So I just, um, before I take your question, I interrupted her. Well, it's on the, it's on the same note. When you okay. listen to composers when we get interviewed, they ask, how did you come up with this music? It said, it just plays in their head. They need to remove it from their head. Like, it just, it's in there. But before it plays in their head, it also means that I had a very strong emotional or intellectual conception or imaginary state, but that they can really live in it. And then the music was kind of just a kind of a drawing, but just with notes. It's like, how could you draw this landscape? Well, I was just looking at it, so what was, what's the problem? Just take the thing and draw it. You're looking at it. I imagine looking at, I, say, I, I get the idea, I just, I, I, actually, you know what? If you think about it more, I could understand, especially if it's a strong feeling, diving into a feeling. This maybe I can understand. I wouldn't know how to cross the bridge of the, mu- of the producing music. Get it or not? Actually, I would know how to be completely in an emotion or completely like transport myself in a situation. This maybe I can do. Just learn a little bit of yoga and meditation. But that that itself will produce the I, I don't know what that bridge is. You see, that is that. I can maybe get to the fullest of Bino. How do I get, how do I cross? This narrow bridge, the throat. I don't know how, how do you get there? I, this is my mind, my heart is over there. I want my mind to flow into my heart. It's actually, more you think about it, it's very frustrating. You were going to say something. Yeah, there was like this story of, I think, one of the Rebeam was a teacher for their child. And whenever someone like, you know, had her friends like, oh, I know this guy. 
he's a great teacher. He doesn't like have that much Yeras Hashem, but he like really knows how to like teach about Yeras Hashem. So the rabbi like told this guy, he's like, do I need my children to like know how to teach Yeras Hashem? Wasn't like obviously like he had that, you know. I need my children to have Yeras Hashem. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I didn't, I didn't hear that, sorry. Um, so, okay. So what am I doing? Not just a class about <laughs> just making you frustrated. So what's the point? You know, there's like very, very good things to do. Well, but forget it. You anyways n- will never have the money to buy them. <laughs> okay, so thank you for that. <laughs> so we'll just fly coach. Yeah, of course you will. I was just showing you this like very nice presentation of the la- latest private jets. Okay, can I buy? No, <laughs> no way close even to a tenth of that. You'll just fly coach. So why are you showing me those? Not even coach, you're going to be the best. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you, bu- you, you didn't have I money for the extra seat selection <laughs> option, right? So whatever comes out. So like, you say, so, so what's the point? You go to a travel agent, and travel agent first shows you, well, you want to travel somewhere. So look, there's a possibility. We have these wonderful private jets. How does that cost? Mm, that one goes for $65 million. Okay, I don't have so I, I want it like, I need, I need a ticket for $500. Okay, that's what I have, I hope. Uh, we're the stopover, that is. So, so one second. So why does the Alter Rebbe give us this frustration? Yes, and because you have to know what it's about. So we can set it. Yeah, no, so that you, no, I'm going to catch it. Then what, even when you settle, you know that you're settling. You do know that you're settling. You know that you're settling, and you don't think that this is... Since when do we settle? You do, when I know that, the altar of himself says, and if a person does not have the capacities to do that, so it's not, so you call it, so that's not called settling, because it's not a choice. It's a fact, okay, the failure. But meaning you always know that there is more. And even if a person does have das, and he produces those emotions, it could be that he has only Ahavat Olam. He is in awe of the greatness of Hashem that he realizes through creation. Oh, so he still acknowledges creation as being something in which Hashem is great, or through which Hashem is great. If he would have the understanding of Hashem's essence, he wouldn't even relate to Hashem in regard to creation. Calling the reason? Like, if you would really understand the greatness of Hashem, then reference to creation would just completely disappear because it's so small. We're living around one star. It's called the sun. It's our star. It's about give or take ten planets. We still haven't agreed on that. Okay. Fine. And we find, yeah, <laughs> okay. And we have one, st- we have one star. Okay. We have one star. Our, our sun. It doesn't matter who goes where. So we have like ten planets, and where we talk about going to other planets, like Mars is like a wow, like even mind-boggling idea that we could one day travel Mars, even if we have the technology eventually, etc., etc., but still it's like an immense feature, like 50 years ago, traveling to moon, to the moon. Now, why, where am I getting at? I mean, this is going to take some time, but still you have to understand where I'm going with this. If I forget about space, I just think about here now. 
So here we're in Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, etc., etc. But then we realize, okay, so we're here in Eretz Yisrael, and if we would take all the Jews from Eretz Yisrael, we wouldn't be able to fill up the five boroughs of New York <laughs> with all the Jews of Eretz Yisrael. If I would take all the inhabitants of Eretz Yisrael, all the Jews of Eretz Yisrael, that's not enough to fill up the five boroughs of New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, seriously, right? Because the five boroughs of New York, if I'm not mistaken, is like something 15 or 20 million people. 15, I think 15 million people. Five boroughs. Like, oh, wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's like two and a half times. Like, <laughs> like you imagine, that's on where's Israel? You take the L train, <laughs> you get off. <laughs> where's Israel? Oh, it's over there. Next, the next five stops. Next five stop, State of Israel. <laughs> okay? Yeah, no, that, then the line continues and it's not. Then it's a different country. Okay? Like, it, that was crazy. We suddenly here you're in like a big country, like you put it in perspective with another country. Yeah, well, not that big. Okay? And you're talking about one metropole, which is New York. Is that the biggest metropole in the world? No, it's not. Say hello to Tokyo. Okay? And so on and so on. So if you start thinking only about six, almost seven billion people on planet Earth. So you're saying, okay, so I am one out of, one on a fraction. Okay, because it's planet Earth and there's continents. In continents, there are countries. In the countries, there are cities. In the cities, there are boroughs, there are neighborhoods. And in those neighborhoods, there are streets. And in those streets, there are houses. In one of those houses, that's where I live. So even in regard to the planet Earth, we already feel small once you start thinking about it. Now if you imagine there are 10 give or take planets in the solar system you think oh wow. So one second. How does the earth look like if I go on Jupiter? Well it doesn't. Because you don't have a telescope. You can say how does earth look like from the moon. You can't say how does earth look like from Jupiter. It doesn't. Because Earth looks like from Jupiter just like Jupiter looks like from Earth. It doesn't. I mean, it's, it's a dot and not even a dot because it's not a star. So actually you can't even see it at night because it doesn't even pick up light. So you have to know what you're looking for. We can see stars. can see planets. Discovered planets through telescopes, right? You with me or not? Okay, so is the solar system big? Yeah, you bet it is. I can get lost in planet Earth. <laughs> okay, like, and that's only the continents, which are 20%. The rest, 80%, is water. So don't even get started on the oceans. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, so, wow, planet Earth is massive, but planet Earth, in regards to the solar system, is not that big. Just one planet, the biggest planet? No, really not the biggest planet either. Not the biggest planet, so what? It's just, it's my planet. And that's one star. How many stars are there in our galaxy, which is the Milky Way? Infinite amount. Uh, no, not infinite. But it's approximate amount. I'll say a thousand million, a uh, hundred million. No, a thousand, no, a hundred million. Give or take. hundred million stars in the Milky Way galaxy. That's one galaxy. hundred million, wow, okay. Let me get a pen and paper. A <laughs> hundred million stars. The sun is one star out of a hundred million. 
and we have no idea how many if if our star has the most planets and there's no reason why we should assume it has the most planets shows that it's very complicated to see planets since they don't have light I know how many stars there are how many planets are there oh, forget it right really forget it now where am I getting with this so I could barely see myself on planet earth when I come to the solar system yeah okay where am I I I me the private person in the solar system well you're not meaning you're gone like the, your planet is barely visible that's one star out of a hundred million stars in one galaxy. How many galaxies are there in the observable universe? So again, I'm going to throw out the figure and the number. hundred million galaxies. Are there bigger galaxies than the Milky Way? Sure, way bigger. Milky Way is not such a big galaxy. Okay. So where am I in the universe? Oh no, but you were gone already when we started talking about the ten planets. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, no, like, oh, we lost you, like, way back there. But how little does that make you feel? Thank you. And then, that it could completely insignificant. Like, like it, it, it really doesn't matter. Which is actually the, I know, I should be careful with it, but this reasoning is the scientific reasoning that gives the, the ph philosophy of nihilism which is nothing matters and when you look at that scale well it makes sense and you say human suffering matters true so if you want to kill someone kill his whole family <laughs> no but think about it a moment it's not the killing that is the problem it's the suffering okay there's a solution to that now, that will sound crazy, but that was actually the excuse that was used by Nazi SS leaders at the Nuremberg trials. Why did you kill the children? It was an act of mercy so they didn't, should, shouldn't grow up as orphans. That's so nice. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You really, we should have thanked them more. Oh, we should have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't give they them should be like, you know, the righteous Yes, 100%. So it is thoughtful. But... But you understand, even in the Meshogais, that there is some kind of a reasoning. Because it's nihilism. It's nihilism. So nihilism says, yeah, but then you're going to hurt people. Okay, okay, I, okay, fine. We can, I can do something about that. I mean, I can't do anything about the fact that I get, have to get rid of things that I think that are a prejudice for the human race. But, so it's, anyways. That's just a side thing. So, but know that Judaism, a has all the basis of nihilism, but of material nihilism. True, you're 100% right. And if you only look at the scale of creation, you'll see the nothingness, not only of you, but the planet Earth. And then now, ponder on the following. That this, all of that, are 10, did you say breath strokes? Oh, like... Ten utterances of Hashem. You haven't even gotten close to anything tangible of the divine. This whole universe in which you can get completely lost and become completely invisible and insignificant and non-existent 
is in itself a complete nothingness in regard to the lowest level of divine revelation. Not even talking about divine essence. Bringing ourselves to an even lower level of nothingness. Bringing ourselves to the ultimate fire of being connected to something real. Because the rest is so pointless. Get it? Get Avarabba? Avarabba, but you need Rotze with Shuv. That's a problem of not enough you. Now you understand Kloisa Nefesh? I understand Rotze. You get, you get stuck in Nalaz. What's the point of going back? You want to go back? I should go back to, the, back to this nothingness? So it's not really like so altruistic. But to connect, it, it is. Because you can, because in essence, you will not be able to appreciate, not in a das manner, that it should really completely infuse, in, become infused with you as long as you have some kind of ego left. Because your ego itself will be an attachment to below. The only way to be really like, infused with this greatness of Hashem's essence is because first you already have it a kind of a bit of to begin with, the idea to of... To begin what, with... No, it's always... It's a, no, the beginning, the beginning is Ava Soylam. You don't start with Ava Rabba. Right. And even... That, now, oh, right, wow. Like, I spent an hour explaining what I wanted to start a class about, but it's okay. Because it is still part of the class. Because you have to understand... We exp- what did we explain for the moment? What Ahava is, period. Last class, we explained why we need Ahava. What is Ahava? We... we, we gave the definition beginning of the class and how do I get it so how do I acquire it I get it why I need it and what it is what it is why I need it how do I get it so the ultimate model is that you should get it through a profound meditation that can exist on different levels understanding God through creation understanding the essence of God in which creation becomes completely annihilated so to speak in your one is like water the other one is like fire because one trickles down and bring God, brings like the sweetness of God into your reality. The other one is like fire; it burns through your reality to only go towards. Which one's which? Ahavat is like water. Because you love Hashem, the greatness of Hashem in the world, as you see Him through the world, and you understand that the world is is nothing without Hashem that is in it. But you you like constantly referring to both. You're not referring to the world. The world is so small. That's what I'm saying. The world is so. That's why I started with the stars and everything. Because I think it's the only way. You, when you start that way, you afterwards you can. St- okay, so once I finish the whole universe, where am I now? Oh, now, <clears throat> now you're in Malchus the Malchus that's here. What's the translation of that? Once I finish the whole universe and I realize that I'm already a goner, like way back there. So where am I now in the scale of things? Oh, now in the scale of things, you're in the tenth level of the tenth level of Eulamasya. Of the four Eulamas. Which are all Eulamamal. Which is only a Kav. Which they're all only the filling light, the energy within the world, which in itself, that whole energy of all the four spiritual worlds, of, of which the whole universe is only the tenth of a tenth of the last level, the fourth, and that whole ray of energy is only one, like, a cav. 
one beam, like a laser beam, in comparison to the energy. So the whole Loyamamale is nothing, huh? the Ainsaf, yeah. So the whole beam of the whole is nothing of the towards the infinite light of Hashem. And actually, once you understand that, you say, one, one second, but even the infinite light of Hashem is still light. So revelation, revelation is still not essence. So if you can really do that properly, but you do it properly, somewhere along the line, all your f- fuses blow. But you're still, not that you, not that you like zoned out. Okay, I'm, that's it. I'm not following. No, you're still following, but you like you burned all the bridges with any prior. I'm like, if I now say, if I now, no, if I now say, not even, not only if I say the African continent, if I say planet Earth, what? What are you talking about? And you just like, like you burned all the bridges, like you went so far into understanding that. It's so, it, it, it's not far. No, no, it's not far. Your scale of you, human being, being here on Cheskeo Melech in Yerushalayim, on the whatever Eurasian African continent, we still haven't figured that one out. Uh, so, not true. So, here, you're very far from the extremities of the universe. That's what you can use far. So, yeah, that's very, yeah, yeah, true, very far. But that's what you can use far. Once you go into a essence, you're not far. You're gone. You're completely non-existent. That's Avarabo. Now, the question is, okay, good, good, good. But we can't do either. So now we start chapter 44. <laughs> Everything. We're all talking about all different levels of Ava Sashem. That's the beginning of class. Hey, it's too, it's too, it's too, uh, everyone. Did you take both? Don't take, don't give. Oh, both. I uh, give you this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two pages each. Okay. So, we start chapter 44. After the, in the previous chapter, 43, he explained the, the, the two levels that I've now referred to a little bit. I didn't explain them. I just referred to them. So he says like this. Each of the said two grades of love, the great love, Avarabha, and the eternal love, which is Avas Oilam, is subdivided into, into many shades and gradations without limit. Without limit. In each individual, according to his capacity. In other places, he explains that capacity can mean intellectual and also spiritual. It's both. As it is written in the Holy Zohar the verse, her husband is known in the gates. What does that mean? So the Zohar says it refers to the Holy One, blessed be he, who makes himself known and attaches himself to everyone according to the extent which one measures in one heart. How does that go? Because gates, sha'arim, can also mean measurements. So noda, which means the da'as, the knowledge, the infused knowledge of Bala, of Knesset Yisrael's husband, meaning Hashem, is basha'arim, according to your measurements. How can I, can, can I know Hashem? So the Zohar, so says, no, the basha'arim, Bala. 
You can know, know Hashem according to your measurements. Therefore, fear and love are called the, the secret things known to Lord Hashem. While the Torah and commandments are those things which are revealed to us and the children to do. Meaning, they are which is called Haniglois Lono things that are revealed and we can all have access. And there are things that are secret or concealed. What are the revealed things? Learning Torah, doing mitzvahs. What are the concealed things? The level of fear and love that we can have. Why is that concealed? Because it's not obvious in the same way for everyone. So we can use the words love and fear, but in essence those words love and fear are concealed because they can refer to so many different things. Although they're going generally in the same in the same uh, direction, but they can still be completely different. Is that clear? So that's why love and fear of Hashem are called the concealed things. Just let that think in a little bit. Love and fear of Hashem are concealed. Huh? Because you can't define them in a in a in a in one way in a, for everyone. And also because others can't see them. Sometimes you yourself can't see what it's like a concealed thing. You get the concept, now nah, the how and the what and the when and the where. That's part of a kind of a depends. Depends how much you have, depends when, depends the moment, can be such a thing called Ed Ratzon. There can be Ed meaning a time of divine will. There can be sometimes a, a kickoff that comes from Hashem, a divine help. But those are concealed things. It's not like, okay, I have to light Shabbat's candles. Oh, that's a concealed thing. No, it doesn't. It's actually very revealed. Take a book that talks about Aloha. It's straightforward. It is. This is not saying that it's not a profound mystical understanding. Yeah, but, but it's, there's also a revealed part of it. Just doing it. Even the just doing it is not as a posture. What do you mean? How should I do it? Oh. Yeah. So, for we all have one Torah and one law, insofar as the fulfillment of the Torah and the mitzvahs in actual performance is concerned. It is otherwise with fear and love, which vary according to the knowledge of Hashem in the mind and heart, as has been mentioned before. Oh, and now I'm getting why I want to study with you chapter 44. Yet, there is one love which incorporates something of all the distinction and gradations of both great love and eternal love and equally belongs in every Jewish soul as in our inheritance from our patriarchs. He says there's a kind of a love that actually has a kind of a mix to some, in some aspects of both and that is accessible to all. So I, don't, I want that one. Because you said I can't fly with a private jet. So I said that unless I do have a seat, you get I do have a place that is not, it's not the full this, it's not the full, but it has some parts that, ref, that remind one aspect, other parts that remind another aspect. And what is especially important about this love is that everyone can have it. Whereas before I said that the two grades of love, the great love and the eternal love of Rabbi Solom, well, depends on who you are, where you are, etc., etc., etc. Maybe you're not there at all. And actually, that's also what he says in chapter 18. Chapter 18, he says clearly, someone who doesn't have a great mind enough and can never give birth to emotion out of his mind. Is that a clue? Can't do it. 
don't know how to do it. And that's something that was written before internet, right? Before movies. No, no, no. Meaning, when intellectual insight, not saying everybody had that kind of lifestyle, because life was harsh, but those who did delve into studies had this possibility. It was more, it was still, you could definitely say that personal intellect was more profound. The introspection of those who did go into knowledge was a more profound. And you can see it, I don't have to bring proofs on that. So if it is something that he writes in chapter 18 for 250 years ago, so you can safely assume that things have not necessarily gotten, gotten better. Meaning that if 250 years ago said it could be someone who cannot give birth to feelings in his heart through his mind, it just, it just doesn't work. Okay, so then there is other ways of doing it. But still, since we talk about this, because sometimes there's a difference between completely giving birth, because then I'm just, I know, because I don't, I don't want to leave, and it's, if people are going to listen to the class, it says, okay, so why is this, why does Hasidic talk still talk up until Hasidic discourses of, of our day and time? Does it still talk about meditation, his bondness? If it can be, anyways, it, not an option. Because, and this is written also in Tanya, there is something that is called as I said before, intellectual emotion. Intellectual emotion is sometimes also already a start. Before I said that, I wasn't referring to it. I didn't say that it's not important. Before I was explaining Avarava and Avasoylam, I said, I'm not referring to intellectual emotion. Okay, but if a person can get a real heart-born emotion, well, then intellectual emotion is still better than I have a nisteres. Okay, there's all kinds of emotions. Because what? You know what intellectual emotion is? Intellectual emotion is that you have a kind of. You have a positive state of mind towards something. It's. it's Intellectually, you have a positive state of mind. It's something that you understand. I don't know if my comparison is going to be good, but maybe is it the difference like I love it or I like it? You see a little bit of difference? Well, I love it would usually more refer to heart. Like Why I like it can sometimes refer to an kind of opinion based. Like what I, again, in, in, in the world of encounters and dating, why is, no, I like you, not necessarily the best. <laughs> okay, not saying that's not good, because I like you. It's a beginning. Depends, depends from which point you're looking at it, right? I know, if you're going from zero, then I like you is more, right? But if a person wanted to hear I love you, yeah, then I like you, yeah. Yeah, there's like I like you and I like you. Okay, well, that's even less. But so, so try, so, so, so if, give it, give it. I, I like like you. No, I like like you. No, that, that, that's not good. That's but, really, no, that's even... Okay. Yeah. Like, like it, like kind of? Like, like kind of, of like, like you. No, I kind of not. That, that, then you, if you say I kind of like you, you, then you're adding a, like, a distancing. No, it's like, okay. I like means it means I like you. Like, 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 I like you.
it's better than like, but you don't love yeah. Ah, I get yeah. it. Like I repeat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. Like in between. It's in between. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but if I if I keep it simple, what is the difference between I love you and I like you? The one you have an more emotional connection to. So I love you is emotional, and I like you? Kind of, right? I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it is now as a scientific definition, okay? I'm just saying in our perceived use of those words. I love you is hard. I like you is more like... I see. You're saying it's emotion. It's kind of intellectual emotion. That's what I called it. I made those words up. I, use, I call them like intellectual emotions. I like you. Could be that's impulsive, especially if it's impulsive. I mean, well, no, not impulsive, natural emotions. But actually, when we say emotions, we all, always talk about natural emotions. When Hasidus talks about emotions, it talks about intellectually born emotions. But again, as we saw before, not so easy to pull off. But liking something which is intellectual emotion, says the Alter Rebbe, oh, this you can pull off. If you didn't do it well, then you didn't learn it as you were supposed to. You get it? It could be that you learned something, you was born in, and it did not ignite. Well, yeah, okay, could be. Maybe could be you, you don't have what it takes. But it's not possible that you don't have, at least, intellectual emotion. If you understood it, so you're in favor, yes or no? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a thing. What do you mean you have no opinion? That means you didn't understand. Because if you understood, so it's either or. Unless you didn't understand what we were talking about. That's kind of intellectual emotion. So if I say to Hashem, I like you, is that Ahavas Hashem? Says the but yeah. Why? Because even when you like something, you also want to be close to it. It might be less passionate. And I agree with um, what Yael said. Yael, you can see the yeah, yeah, Yael says <laughs> uh, that, 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 yeah, in certain relationships, depends, again, from maybe expectations, but I'll say, well, I like you, that's the beginning. I can develop him to something more. Well, it's, it, there is something there. There is liking, meaning there's positive emotions. There's I think that always comes before love, or not? I, mean, I don't know, I mean, that's already, you need to speak with people more into psychology. I don't know, because yeah, when you talk about always, not always, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. you, that you can always say what there is always. Okay. Um, so, so is, so one second, is I like Hashem, Ahavat Hashem? Yeah. Yes, 100%. Because no. you like Hashem, meaning you want to. You still have a relationship. And you want that. It's still, it's still something that you desire. I quite like, that's already, I was like, why, why not? I wouldn't say no. Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't say no. It's, it's not the same really, right? It's like, you want to put on film? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? At least you doing it. I, I, I get it. It's like I quite like. You see the difference between? It's like doing a mitzvah without Kavana. Yeah. Or oh, not I quite. You know, even less than I, I kind of. Okay. Like, so, I think, going back to relationships, if I can understand that I love you is maybe what we want to hear more, but I like you might still be enough to get something going, but I would definitely think that I kind of like you. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of. What, what do you mean, kind of like me? 
No, you're okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I mean, fine. No, good to know. Uh, I can tolerate you. Well, thank you for that. Maybe one day I'll ask you. So that's not called Avas Hashem. Because you don't have like a positive attitude towards. I love or I like is an outwards positive movement. I love something or I like something. Okay, it's still, so it's Ava. You're drawing close to something in a passionate way or more in a calm way. I kind of like you, meaning I don't really care so much about it. Like, why not? Like, do you want to put on fill and why not? Yeah, well, you didn't put them on yourself. No. So you don't want to be close with Hashem. I don't mind being close with Hashem. Yeah, okay, again, so, but that's not Ahavat Hashem. Ahavat Hashem means that you want to be close to Him. So if you want to be close to him, so why didn't you do it yourself? Because again, I kind of like him. Which you say, well, it's still better about someone who says, no, I don't like Hashem. Again, you can always find I don't know. less. No? I feel like saying no. I kind of like Hashem is so... I disagree. A person who says, yeah, why not? Sure, you want to put on film? Sure. Is there already more an opening? And is there already... There's somewhere to go where the person who says, no, no, no. Forget it. Not my friend. I'm not saying... Huh? And there's this idea that... Like, in Christmas, I heard this idea that, well, like, what comes first the light or the love? Like, that Nasa, the Like, what comes first the doing or the understanding? It's like, sometimes they just have to... One has to just start, and then the other will come. And for some people, it's the love, and then that comes with understanding. For some people, it's the understanding, and then afterwards, like, the love comes. Depends if they're more cerebral, more emotional. Depends on a lot of things. I agree. Which one is emotional? Which one is not emotional? What, what, what is it? Emotional is I love you? No, this Naseh Nishma. Ah. Which one is the emotional one? Naseh Nishma. Naseh is just like doing without thinking, so it's like out of love. Yeah. Um, oh, I kind of love Hashem. We're not feeling, why not? It's like understanding. Yeah. First off, do you not think that, like, I mean, nowadays, if we throw these words around too often, that we can actually have a tangible understanding of what which it words like love and luck like i love ice cream like okay but like I, in the first class i mean yeah. the class before I, I i talked about it very quickly because it's not psychology 101 which is anyway the class i wouldn't be able to give uh, but i already referred to that this idea that we have to take a higher stand on love in general Oh, no, we're not talking about love that is only self-satisfactory, only kind of an extension of self-love. Although there's always some kind of interest and truth, there's always ego, but we have to, to know that we're talking about love, meaning that we want to go towards someone, and it's going to be some kind of higher existence. Contrary to, I love ice cream, which is basically just continuing something that is now already, just in a more comfortable way. So it's, just, so it's just self-satisfaction. Just self-satisfaction. So, and self-love. Although you could say all, most loves are self-love. Maybe not parents and children. Actually, you can argue. Because it's a part of you. And that's yeah. Well, so maybe children and parents. I guess you can argue okay. that one too. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It does say in the Mara that what one father can do for ten children, ten children will not be able to do for one father. So you could say because there is more love, or you could say because there is more self. I don't know. 
Good question. Uh, what makes more sense? A parent giving his life for his child or a child giving his life for his parent? Because it's the continuation. So it makes sense. So if it makes sense, it's not sacrifice of love. Following the reasoning? It's my child is my continuation. If he lives on, I live on. He's younger. There's a sense to it. So it's you're almost more related to your child than your child is to you. So I, person say, even if I die, I am still alive in a way. While the other way around... Like we say, we're eternal because we can have... And then it can be only dictated by love. And a child giving his life for his parent, it makes sense. No, it's not about sense, it's about love. Not a question of sense. So why did you do it? Because it's out of love, right? So it's dedication and, and sacrifice out of love, not out of sense. If the parent was an elderly parent, so what, what sense does that make? Again, you're not doing it out of sense, right? So as a parent giving his life for his child is an act of love. And that's not, it's not an act of love. You think? It's an act of love, but it also has a rationale. So it's not 100% genuine, just love. There's a sense to it. Okay. We did not learn this chapter. Yeah. So you're going to have to learn it next week. Now we're ready. Now you're ready. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to listen to the recording to be really ready because I can't take my next class to make a summary of this class. No, I'm not saying Thank I did you. this in this class. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow.